Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So this week, I have a very special guest, my sister, Britt. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you're probably familiar with Britt. She and my other sister, Chelsea, pop into my stories here and there. And Brittany also has a fairly active Instagram herself where she shares the behind the scenes, the crazy, crazy behind the scenes of life with three kids under four, including twins. I have to tell you, her house is wild. She is also a super talented makeup artist, a marketing specialist, a content creator, and well, a really good time. So in this off-the-cuff, very unplanned chat, we talk about our childhood, life with divorced parents, what we wish our parents did differently when we were kids, our parenting styles that are very, very different, and what it was like when Brittany found out that she was pregnant with twins when I was in the worst part of my journey with infertility. Yeah, we covered a lot in this episode. Now, before we get to the episode, if you like it, please take a screenshot and tag me and at Brit Darling on Instagram and let us know that you're listening. I love seeing what you're doing while you listen to these episodes, and it gives me a chance to personally say hi and thank you. Second, if you haven't already, please take a moment and head to iTunes, leave this podcast a rating and a review. These ratings help us grow, get more listeners, get more great guests, and continue to create the show. So we honestly, I read every single review and I appreciate them more than you know. All right, that's that. Now let's dive in to the episode. All right. Hey, Brittany, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is very formal and for us to speak to each other. It's awkwardly formal, I think. Yeah, it is very, very awkwardly formal. Um, But welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's sad that we can't do this in person, um, but we are recording this in the midst of COVID-19 and uh, yeah, no one can see anyone. So this is, this is how we're going to do it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this would be easier face to face or harder face to face. So this might be good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So for those who are listening to this and aren't familiar with you, let's maybe, I don't even know how to start this because it's weird to interview someone that I know so well. So let's maybe share a little bit about our family, maybe. So you're my sister, my little sister. Yes, I am your little sister. We're three years apart. I'm yes. the second oldest in the family. You're the oldest in the family. Yeah. So I'm the oldest of four. We have another sister and another brother. Um, we hang out with our sister a lot. Our brother thinks we're... He, a he little likes, weird. He thinks we're a little weird and a little annoying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, a lot annoying, a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But we are growing on him. So yeah. Um, okay. Where do we even start? So we, yeah, grew up in a small town. We are... Our parents got... Div- when did our parents get divorced? Um, when I was in kindergarten, so a lot of years ago. I, I just remember being in kindergarten when it happened. Yeah, and I was in grade two. So, yeah, we grew up with divorced parents who 
pretty much never really talked and hated each other. Um, <laughs> Sorry, mom. They did hate each other. I know. I know. You're right. Like they weren't, they weren't like hearts and sparkles, co-parenting relationship people. Like there were, there was really no co-parenting. It was like, you do you at your house and I do me at my house. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we grew up with divorced parents in grade. When I was in grade four or five, I moved in and lived with my dad full time. You moved in when you were. I moved in summer going into the seventh grade. Right. And then we, then our mom actually moved back to the town that we lived, we all lived in before. And so we all kind of lived down the street from each other growing up for the most, like the, our, in our teenage years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jason moved in, I think when he was going into grade eight. So two years after I did and then, or maybe three years. And then, um, shortly thereafter, mom and Chelsea moved to Exeter. Yeah. So it's a super confusing recollection of our childhood, but I just want to give people a bit of a lowdown. So for those, uh, those people who aren't familiar with you, can you give us, give us a rundown? Like who is Brit darling? What, what do you got going on? All right. So I am a mom of three. I have a little girl who just turned three years old and then I have twin boys and they just turned 18 months old. So my daughter was very young when we found out we were having the twins and, um, we had three kids under the age of two for a few months. So it's very, very hectic for me. Um, I work full time. My husband works full time. And I also have a um, social media platform where I focus a lot on just like being a real mom. Um, I think a lot of what you see on social media is just a little bit of a snapshot of not so real. And it can give people the perception that, you know, life is easy and having all of these little people at home is really, really easy. And I just kind of want to get rid of that and just show people like the messy parts of motherhood. And that's kind of what I'm all about. I just like to be real and honest. And if there is a day that maybe I don't necessarily love being a mom, I'm going to talk about it because it's, it's real. Yeah. And, you know, that makes me think, I wonder what our parents did, because I'm very, you know, real and honest. We all kind of are like, it's just a trait in our family. Like we don't sugarcoat anything. We don't, we're very vocal about how we feel and how we experience things. It's yeah, it's, it's interesting yeah. that we're all like that. Yeah, actually, it is kind of funny. I don't know, maybe sometimes it, it's a bit of a fault of ours. But it, for the most part, I think it's a good quality to have because nothing's perfect. Like no. life can be messy. And if and you're your just house pretending is, your house is a shit show, like, Oh my God, it is so loud. Like, it's so, so busy. Loud. <laughs> it is so busy. Like I can't, and we're going to talk about it later in the podcast, but you know, I've been struggling with infertility and it was really hard for me when you got pregnant and all of that. And then, you know, I would be really, really struggling and wanting a baby so bad. And then I would go to your house and Darren <laughs> and I would leave and I'd be like, I don't know. Like <laughs> that was nuts. Like there are, yeah. are a lot of little people there, but yep. yeah, you're, it's no joke over there for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like you called me the other day and, um, Chelsea, our other sister called within like a very short period of time. And you both were like, 
okay, bye. Like <laughs> you got your point across and then you got off the phone because you couldn't tolerate listening to the kids in the background. And I get it. Yeah, no, I was, I was very stressed after speaking to you and I got to hang out. <laughs> so, you know, the, one of the questions I was going through thinking, I'm like, we're going to even ask her on this podcast episode today. So I want to know what it was like growing up with me as a big sister. Actually, someone did ask that when we, we did a Q and A on Instagram once and people said like, what was it like growing up with Jamie as a big sister? So I'm, we never answered that. Like what, what was that like? Cause I'm a, again, strong personality, not a, I don't bullshit anything. Um, yeah. very vocal about my opinion on things. <laughs> so what, what was it like growing up with me as a, yeah. It was, I mean, it was good. Like you, you, you were a good sister and we had a lot of fun and we did a lot of the same things. And so when we were getting along really well, we were getting along really well. Um, if we were not getting along, like we were really not getting along. Um, but the way I always like to describe it is that no one messes with me except for you. And so you were very protective. Um, if, you know, I was going through something with someone or someone was mean to me, you know, like quote unquote, whatever you were not afraid to handle it. And sometimes it was no, Jamie, please don't. And you did anyways. (laughs) And other times it was like, I would welcome you to handle it because I knew that you would scare them straight. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe that's something, I don't know. I just feel like I've always been a super loyal person and loyal. And uh, I wonder if it was because I was the oldest and just our parents were divorced and what, I don't even know. I think it has to do with our childhood. I felt like I needed to protect everyone. Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense. And I think too, just the dynamic of our family, especially when it was just you and I living with dad, it was for a lot of times like me and you, and you knew kind of everything that was going on in my life. Whereas dad maybe wouldn't because we wouldn't share it with him. And so I think, yeah, you just kind of I don't know. It sounds so corny, but like took me under your wing almost. I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. you would always bring me to your friend's houses or, you know, invite me to go out with your friends, which sometimes ended well and sometimes didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I do think that's what it was. I, I, even now when you guys are as adults going through stressful times, Darren says to me, he's like, you can't solve their problems. Like, why are you why are you upset right now? Because that's what, like, they're grown adults. Like you can't solve their problems for them. Like just any stressful situation, I almost take it on as if it's mine. Um, but oh, yeah, totally. I do. Yeah. I do think that it came from just our childhood and just the dynamic of our household. Now let's talk about that for a second. When you look back on our parents' divorce. So when we moved in with one parent, we we never really had a schedule to go see the other parent. Like there were there was no week on week off. There was no like originally you guys would come to dad's three weekends out of four, but mm-hmm. no one was ever forced to go back once they moved to dad's. Like, do you think there's things that our parents did wrong? Like they could, well not done did wrong because you don't know what you don't know, but could have done better when like in our childhood. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I do think about that. Like I can remember one very specific time that mom was dropping, um, I just about said the kids, but Jason and Chelsea off at dad's. And then I was going to go to mom's for the weekend. And I remember us driving, you know, back to her house and her saying, you haven't come and seen me for, you know, X number of months or however long it was. And I remember feeling guilty and I was like, yeah, you're right. I, I haven't, and I don't know why. And I'm wondering if it was maybe just the circumstances surrounding them move like the the circumstances surrounding me moving in with dad or you moving in with dad mm-hmm. you know like there was it was never a communication piece it was just okay I live with dad now I don't live with mom anymore yeah and that's you know? so screwed up eh like if you think back like can yeah. you imagine you and Scott splitting and then Parker just like going to dad's and not coming back like yeah but it's you know on the other hand it's so hard because you no one could really tell us We've, we've no. always been pretty stubborn and, you know, we deal with that too. And like, it's very hard to tell a teenager who yeah. knows they have a bit of a choice. So yeah, I definitely think, I wish we would have had a schedule and been forced to go and keep those relationships because it, yeah, it made it so awkward. Eh? It was, it was like, I remember you would come to mom's like Christmas maybe, and like maybe one other weekend. And like, if you were coming to mom's, it was almost like a big deal. If that yeah, makes sense. I never sense. went. No one ever made me go. Yeah. And I'm wondering too, like divorce now is much more common. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it has come a long way, if that makes sense. Just like the custody and how that all works. And I feel like back when we were going through it with our parents, it was not really the thing to do. And I feel like no one really knew how to handle it. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And 50-50 custody wasn't the norm. Because I remember dad saying that he was going to fight for 50-50 custody of us. And his lawyer basically said, like, good luck, buddy. You're never going to get yeah. that. Yeah. There was, you very much had a primary a primary caregiver, a primary residence. And then you would visit the other house. Because even when I'm speaking to dad now about things that we're going through and, like, how, like, the child support system works and how, you know, expenses work. He cannot wrap his head around it because it's such a different system now. Yeah. And even when you speak to me about it, I, the only knowledge I have on it is what our parents went through. And even sometimes you say stuff and I'm like, that literally makes no sense. And Mm -hmm. like, you have to explain to me why it does or, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, that's the thing. Joint custody makes everything a little more complicated because you have two people who maybe don't get along with each other who are trying to raise the kids together. And there's just a lot more forced co-parenting as opposed to just going for those weekend visits, which, you know, you guys would come for the weekend with at dad's house. And very much, like, we didn't have as many rules at dad's. Like, it was just, we oh, could 100%. go. That's why we moved in there because there wasn't yeah, a lot of rules. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Like, and that was not <laughs> good either. Until grounding came down the pipeline and then I, <laughs> I maybe changed my mind. Yeah. I, yeah. Anything else you think they should have done differently or you wish they would have done differently? Well, I don't know. I just, I think that it, it's hard to say, you know, I wish they got along or I wish they did this or that or whatever. Um, but like, I just, I wish they were able to communicate a little bit better. I wish that it wasn't a conversation through the car window every single weekend. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, 
or, you know, the stress of, can you please go tell your mother or tell your father or whatever? Like you knew if mom and dad were talking that someone was either in a lot of shit or something bad happened. Yeah. And that we were used as the messenger all the time. Yeah. That was so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can visualize mom's red car in the driveway and me being in dad's entryway and like relaying messages back and forth. Oh yeah. Oh, so <laughs> awkward. Cause they hated each other. And so you'd have to like censor the responses. Yeah, <laughs> between, exactly. Between the two parents. And you know what? I, we didn't talk about the fact that we were going to talk about this, but so growing up, our dad had a couple girlfriends, um, and never remarried. And I look back on that too. And I will say, I do think that dad's girlfriends, because a lot of them, I don't think they were great, helped make me into this, like, it shaped the stepmom that I wanted to be. Like all the things that they did. I remember going in when I was dating Darren and being like, I am not going to be like that. Did you ever think about like the, the girlfriend situation? I do. Like, I mean, there's only really one in particular that stands out that really like it was very, very clear that they treated us differently. Yeah. Um, there, like, there were a couple of girlfriends that I loved. Yeah. Um, I loved Vicky. Know, Vicky, yeah. if you ever listen to this podcast, yeah. I loved you and your yeah. vegetable trays and your <laughs> treats and the pool days. I really loved you, Vicky. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like there were some that just like were so much fun and just kind of like took us under their wing. And, you know, it was just like, we quote unquote belonged, but then there were others where it was very clear that the kids were a nuisance. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when, uh, I know exactly who you're talking about and yep. she actually already unfollowed me, um, a long time ago. So <laughs> she's not gonna listen to this podcast. Remember she'd like hide the food. Like she'd get yeah, all she of her kids. The yeah, they'd get the fruit snacks and the fruit roll-ups and we would get Ritz crackers from four years ago in the back of the cupboard. Yeah, she would hide all the food from us. And then like on holidays, remember the Easter when she would do the Easter baskets for her kids and dad would do the Easter baskets for us. And no offense to dad, but it just was not his jam, like figuring yeah. out what to do for four kids at Easter. So our Easter baskets were like, a chocolate bunny and, and a fruit roll up or something. <laughs> yeah. And she had like all of these clothes and toys and all the things that you knew dad bought anyway. Yeah. And oh my God, remember that morning? Yeah. I definitely think about all of the ways that she treated us and like just like little things that used to bother me. And I, that's what I don't do with the kids now. I often yeah. think about it even, even still. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. Yeah. Like it was always like, you know, if he would tell us that they broke up, like you'd either be really, really excited or really, really sad. It was yeah. never just a neutral. Yeah. I remember when the one we're talking about, the one who had the food, when she was moving out and then like her and her kids were moving out and everyone was kind of like walking around the house sad. And then I'd like walk around the corner where no one can see me and be like, kind of like dancing around and like fist pumping. I was like, don't let yeah. the door hit you on your way out. Like, well, and that was a tough one because that was a literal takeover. Like I got kicked out of my bedroom. I like, I think you ended up getting a crappy bedroom. Um, like just like everything was different when they came in and when they left was lovely. 
We took her back. We took it back. And, you know, we even changed, like, the room that we ate in because she wanted us to eat into another dining room. That's something that I think about, too. Like, when I started dating Darren, I was like, I'm not coming in and making a bunch of changes because yeah. the kids are already going through enough change having me here. You have to ease into that. So she actually, we could write a list of all the things that she did and then, like, publish it as a book on, like, what not to do if you're dating a man with kids. Yeah. It would be a bestseller. Totally. It was a good oh, yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> lots of good stories. Hey, I am out of a job because of COVID. So if we could get that going now. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Oh, All right. Man. So what are the other things we were going to talk about? We were going to talk about parenting. Um, okay. Yeah. As much as people who follow both of us will say that they think that we have the same, like a very similar personality, but I don't think we do at all. Do no. You? no. No, like I think that we have like, the same sense of humor. We have some same mannerisms. Um, but in terms of like how we roll, I think we're very different. I know we're very different. It's not, I think we're very different. We are very different. Yeah. Okay. So how would you describe your parenting style? My parenting style? Um, I am very scheduled and structured. Um, my kids, really, really thrive on schedule. And I personally really thrive on schedule. And so that's kind of how we roll. Like we eat lunch at the same time every day. They go to bed at the same time every day. Um, we really kind of have the same routines throughout the day. And I very, very rarely will kind of stray from that. Like special occasions. Sure. We might stay up a little bit later, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, just, we're very scheduled and very structured. Yeah, me too. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like when I hear about your schedule, it stresses me out. I'm like, geez, like throw a little flexibility in there. But that's because, okay, how would you describe my parenting style? Fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah, like I don't even think, like I wouldn't think about lunch until lunch. Well, I remember that one day we were sitting at your house and Reese came down at noon. I'm like, oh, Reese, it's lunchtime. And she's like, it is. And you looked at me like, we eat when we're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, give the girl a grilled cheese. Yeah. Like you are very like in terms of like bedtime and, and routines and bath time and all those things. And you know what I do think is because we had to adapt. Like when we had Reese, we there were three other kids who are in extracurriculars. And sometimes we could be at the arena until like eight or nine at night. And, you yeah. know, the schedule one week to the next is very different. And we're kind of always on the go. So it was like she needed to learn how to fall asleep anywhere, which she is very good at. Oh, yeah. She'd fall asleep sitting in a chair. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think too, like a lot of our structure, like with, with Parker, we were very, very structured because we really took the sleep training seriously. And, um, once we kind of figured that out, we figured out like when she needs to go to bed and how we need to make that all happen at the same time every day. That was one thing. But then when the twins came, structure and schedule was so important for everybody's sanity. Like knowing that my kids are going to bed at six o'clock every single night. And unless something goes wrong with the bedtime routine, we're going to have from six till the time we go to bed away from little people. That's and I think life that that's, but it's everything. If my kids went to bed at 8.30, I, you would have had to have commit me by now for sure. Yeah. And then like I could be sitting there at like 8.30 p.m. And you're like, why is Reese awake? Or why is Reese in your bed right now? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. We're just 
yeah. living life. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like time away from my children is very, very important for my mental health. And yeah. I'm like really serious. Yeah. Me too. Just in a different, just in a different way, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, let's talk about the twins. So the fer- <laughs> we've never, ever talked about the fertility piece and I don't even think you and I have really talked about it. So when Brittany had the twins or was pregnant with the twins, I was like knee deep in fertility treatments that were not going well. Like I had done a couple IUI sessions and we were trying to figure out like what was next. And so it was a super emotional time. Like we were able to get pregnant with Reese right away. It was just like, we just decided. And then when we went to get pregnant the second time, I thought it was just going to happen again. And it just did not and has not. Then all of a sudden, my sister gets pregnant with freaking twins. <laughs> I will never forget the day that you called me. I was like wanting to be so happy for you. And I was happy for you. Like, but then I'm also sad for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was the weirdest. It was so weird. Well, yeah. And I mean, and I think that it also goes back because I'm pretty sure that you guys had started trying when I got pregnant with Parker. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when I got pregnant with Parker, we, we unexpectedly got pregnant with her. Um, we weren't, we weren't trying and all of a sudden I was pregnant. And so I remember when I called you to tell you that I was pregnant with her, it was, you were just like, Oh my God, like, that's crazy. Congratulations, blah, blah, blah. But like, I remember feeling like there was something weird, but I didn't know that you guys were trying. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't really piece any of that together. And then when we started trying with the twins, we had been trying, you know, for a few months and nothing was happening. And I knew you were trying and it was almost like in my mind, we were going to get pregnant at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then month after month, nothing happened for you. Nothing happened for me. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was pregnant and I really truly could like feel that you were going to get pregnant. Like I could feel the call saying that you were pregnant because I just, in my mind thought that we were going to be having babies at the same time. Yeah, we didn't. No, we didn't. (laughs) didn't. Um, But when I, so when I found out I was pregnant and we, we did wait, um, how long did we wait? I think we waited probably about nine weeks because that's about when I found out that it was twins. I thought to myself, well, I have to tell Jamie that I'm pregnant, but I'm also going to throw in the the twin piece. And I was already in shock too, because I had just found out that day when I called Mm -hmm. you to tell you. Um, and so it was like, almost like you were laughing and crying and I was laughing and crying. And it was like, should I just give her one? Well, I thought about that. (laughs) Cause there was seriously, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I can't have one baby and she gets two. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, just give me one of those things. I know. Um, but just, I just want to put this out there because this, it will come up. It's just a twin mom thing. It's a question that people just automatically ask. Like we didn't do fertility treatments and we don't have twins that run in our family. It was just a completely spontaneous twin pregnancy. Maybe you were supposed to give me one. Maybe that's why they look so different. And one <laughs> of them actually kind of looks like you. Yeah, I'll take but one. I just don't know if that's the one I'd give. I know you know what it wasn't when you told me that you were pregnant that was the most difficult it was telling our parents 
because our parents are divorced, right? So was it Easter? Oh, yeah. And I knew that you were upset that day. And in hindsight, that probably was not. It was fucking best. torture. I know. And it's, you know, like, I, I know it was. You like, didn't I, know, though. It's still your special moment. So like, that's what was me. It was so. It was yeah. so weird because it was like your special moment and I wanted to be happy for you, but I was also slowly dying inside. I know. And I think that just Easter just happened to be at your house that year. Yeah. Um, so we had told mom at our Easter, like with mom's Easter, which was at my house. And I think that we told her before you had got there or maybe you didn't come. I can't remember. But we were telling dad at his Easter was just so happened to be at your house. And so, yeah, that was. So two days in a row two like the Parker was wearing this twin shirt and it was like this big thing, which was amazing and cute and awesome. Like I, I, I never wanted to take anything from you, but it was like, okay, that first tell when we were telling mom that was hard. And then we got through it. And then the next day I had to do it all over again. And I was just like, I, yeah, yeah. I'm slowly dying inside. But yeah, I think that yeah. was probably just one of the hardest days in my infertility journey, if you will. But you know, th that's the thing. It is what it is. Like you just, you can't, you don't want to rain on someone else's joy. Is that a saying? That's not a saying, but you know what I mean? No. Yeah. Like you don't, I mean, yeah, it just, it's, it's one of those things that there's like, there's no rule book. And you know, if I had done it without you there, then maybe would you have felt left out? Like, like, you know, like you want like a sense of normalcy because it's not like you're never going to see these kids or you're never going to see me pregnant or, yeah, you know, but it's just, it, yeah, it, it's hard to, it's hard to navigate that. And like going back, I feel like I could have done it differently. Uh, I don't I think you did I don't anything know. wrong. Yeah. No, like, I don't I, think you did anything I don't, wrong. I just think, yeah, it's just, I think it's just a shitty situation. No, I think it was just shitty that we had our parents, we had to have two freaking Easter, Easter's, which that I find <laughs> shitty to begin with. Like I hate, <laughs> to be honest, that is, people say, oh, it doesn't matter when your parents are divorced, when you become an adult and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, it kind of does because you have to have two freaking holidays and life gets so busy and I love all of my family and I want to hang out with you guys and, you know, all of that but I don't need to have two Easter's with you like one day and the ne next day we do it all over with the other parent. I always find that like that yeah. is annoying to me to begin with. And then when we did the birth announcement, that was just the cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, well, I know you, you don't love that. You're like, yeah, you don't love family things. You're always late. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay. Was there anything else we needed to cover in this podcast episode? I don't know. We had like a big list of things. I think that's I don't kind know. Of it. I feel like, yeah, like I feel like this is maybe just the beginning. I feel like we have so much to talk about and so much to say that we really can't cover it all in an hour. No, we can't. So actually, you know what? If you want Brittany and I to do another episode together, if you have any questions that you want us to answer, uh, we're going to do a follow-up episode. Brittany is actually working with me now, which is kind of exciting and fun. And actually, most of our family thinks it's a terrible idea and it's going to blow up <laughs> in our faces. But I think so far, so good. So we are going to be working together more closely. And hopefully when all of this COVID-19 stuff ends, we can actually work together physically so we can do lots of podcast episodes. So send us your questions. You can send it to the email that Brittany manages, hello at jamiescrimger.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that would be fun because I feel like 
I don't know. I just feel like we have a lot, a lot of info and a lot of like stories. You know, I love a good story time. Yeah. We love a good story time and we love wine and story time. So maybe we could just having some like wine podcast recording episodes. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, I agree. Let's let's bring on the wine. All right. Well, thanks so much for the first episode. There will be many more. Um, Yeah. I guess we're just introducing you to my peeps. All right. Well, thank you for having me. That was fun. That was just like a nice little trip down memory lane. Were you, are you glad you, cause you were stressed about it. I was very stressed. I, yeah, like my heart was beating really fast and I just felt like I was going to totally freeze up and not know what to say. But I guess when you're just talking about real life shit, <laughs> it just comes out. Yeah. Question for you that just popped in my head. Am I a good boss? Yeah. That was not very convincing. Well, that was just a weird question. To ask. <laughs> am, am I a good boss? What am I going to say? Well, no, Jamie. These are the that you no, but on. like, how has how has working to, together been for you so far? Oh, it's been good. It's been. I think it's been good. I think that the the work that I'm doing, like I I enjoy that kind of stuff. Like I'm kind of like it's I your know, jam. You're like, organized. Yeah, I think like us working together too. Like just kind of goes to show like your personality versus my personality. You yeah, because things we were, that I, I'm good at, you're you, you, like it's we mm-hmm. do different things. Yeah, and like with with some things, I'm like, okay, I need more. Like I need to know more, and you're just like, oh yeah, just do it. You know, just do it. Or <laughs> 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 I need more information, <laughs> and that just is like just me. Like I'm structured, and like you know, like if we've always done it this way, this is the way we're always going to do it. Whereas you, you just fly by the seat of your pants, but you make it work. Yeah. Well, I'm learning from you a little bit too. So thank you for helping me get organized, I guess. I appreciate that. Work in progress. All right, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from Brittany and I, uh, yeah, send us an email and do us a favor. And if you liked this episode, give us a little share on social media. Um, Tag us both. Brittany's at Brett Darling and I am at Jamie Scrimger. And yeah, we're going to do this again. We will. This is fun. I actually really enjoyed this. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you did. Thanks for coming on. Bye. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.